Welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're so excited that you join us today. And wherever you're listening from or whenever you're listening to this, we hope that you are encouraged. And if you ever want to join us in person, you can always join us at 10 a.m. at 197 Imperial Boulevard in Hendersonville, Tennessee. But we love you and we hope that you're encouraged today. Give it up for our worship team a little bit there. They work so hard. They get here early, by the way, and they set all this stuff up every single week in this room for you guys. So y'all give them one more hand. Come on. They deserve a little bit better than that. They do a great job every week. I'm so proud of you guys. So thankful for you guys. Well, hey, uh, today um, I want to talk to you about prayer. Come on. Y'all say prayer with me. And when I start off, uh, I want to start by asking you a question, and I want you to think about your answer before uh, you raise your hand, okay? So how many of you uh, would say that you believe in the power of prayer, like it's effective, uh, you believe that God hears your prayers, but you don't feel like you pray enough? Come on. How many of y'all feel that way? Okay. Okay, great. Hey, why don't, can we flip the lights on, by the way? I see people doing this, and then we'll just flip them on over here. Um, all right, so how many of you say you believe in the power of prayer, but you feel like you just don't pray enough? There we go. Come on. There we go. Okay, perfect. I, I feel like I fall in that category. Or maybe for some of you, you would be honest right now. This is a safe place. No one's judging you. No one's going to say anything. But you would say this. How many of you would say you believe in the power of prayer, and you even try to play, pray, but you just don't feel like your prayer are effective. Like you feel like they might not do anything. It's okay to raise your hand in here. Okay. I see somebody. There we go. All right. And uh, some people, it's okay to feel that way. All right. Uh, We're in a message series today called a better way. And we're looking at the way that Jesus lived. We're not only looking at the truth that Jesus taught, but we're looking at the way that Jesus lived. And if there was any constant in Jesus's life, if there was anything that he did constantly, no matter what was going on, like no matter what the disciples were doing, uh, no matter how crazy his life was, no matter who was out to get him, no matter the demands of his life, how crazy they were, no no matter how unreasonable the government was at the time, no matter what, Jesus constantly sought the Father in prayer. Uh, he prioritized the presence of God in his life through prayer. And oh my goodness, did it ever work? I mean, it was amazing. He was able to heal people from their diseases. He was able to withstand any temptation that came his way. He was able to love people who were hard to love. How many of y'all during the holiday season need a little help loving people that are hard to love? Come on, raise your hand, don't lie. You're not that spiritual. Come on, I, I know. All right, and uh, you, you need some help with this. So here's what I would say. I want you to listen right here. If you want what Jesus had, you need to pray like Jesus prayed. If you want what Jesus had, you need to pray like Jesus prayed. But so many of us, we don't. We don't pray. We don't pray like Jesus prayed. But why? Why do we struggle to consistently pray? I have three reasons real quick I want to give you that I think it, 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 uh, you, you struggle to pray. The first thing is we lack focus. How many of you have already lost focus since I've started talking? Be honest. Okay. I, Liz, a hand went up. My gosh, am I that bad? I'm joking. Uh, but you lose focus, right? Like we got a spilled drink over here that we're trying to get cleaned up and there's movement. The lights are being crazy. We need to pray the demons out of these lights over here. They've been giving us trouble for a month now, I feel like. But we lack focus, right? And I know me, I have ADD. 
my, my wife, I mean, she does too. So we can't really talk. We, we, we both have it, but I, I'm telling you, like, I can't pray for more than two minutes and all of a sudden I'm in la la land somewhere. And I'm thinking about everything except for what I'm praying about. But some of this, we lack focus or maybe this is a much more spiritual reason we get bored, right? Like we get bored praying for a long time. How many of you will be honest and say that? I'm raising my hand right now. You get a little bored when you're praying. It's okay. I'm a pastor and I get bored praying. Like if someone says we need to have a prayer meeting, I'm like, no, like, but I, I know we need to, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, that just sounds boring to me. Right. But you might get a little bored uh, when you're praying. And if you're judging me right now, you're not normal. All right. The normal people know what I'm joking. You know what we're talking about. So you might lack focus. Just like my message is lacking focus currently right now, okay? Second thing is we lack confidence. And this might be what's getting some of you, right? Like, and you don't really know how to do it. And it's especially obvious that you don't know how to do it when someone else that does know how to pray is praying near you. Have you ever had this experience before? And they start praying and they're saying weird names of God that you've never heard before. And they're quoting scripture. They're using big words. And anytime you pray, you're like... God, thank you for this meat. Now let's eat, right? Like you're saying something, right? Like it's just so simple and it's not, it doesn't feel like you are saying the right thing. And so now you don't have confidence. Like if I asked you to come up here and pray in front of everybody, you'd be like, you would rather die than to do that, right? Like, and so does anyone want, I'm joking. I almost single somebody out, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not gonna ask anyone to come up here and pray because you might lack some confidence, right? So you might lack focus, you might lack confidence, but some of us, we lack faith. And I want you to hear me real quick. We lack faith. We're not really sure if God will answer our prayer. Like we might believe that God can answer our, like he's, he's got the ability to, right? He's got the ability to answer our prayer, but you just don't know if he's going to do it for you. You don't think that he's going to answer your prayer. Does he even hear my prayers? Does he even care? And some of us that feel that way, you actually have a good argument because you've prayed and prayed for something and it didn't change. And so it's left you thinking like, man, I, I don't know if I can, it, it might, prayer might work for others, but I don't think it really works for me. Well, today we've titled our message, when you've given up on prayer, when you've given up on prayer, I think some of us in here, we may have given up on prayer. And I want to let you know, one, you're not alone. And two, we're going to talk about what do you do when you've given up on prayer? Let's pray. And here's how I want you to start praying. I'm not going to pray. I want you, just in your heart, silently, I want you to pray and say, God, speak to me today. God, would you speak to your people today? Would you meet them where they are? Would you help us? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, to understand what prayer is, we have to understand what prayer is not. All right, I'm gonna just go ahead and help you right now. What is prayer not, right? I don't even know if that was a good sentence or not, but y'all understand what I'm saying. All right, so prayer is not a formal presentation. It can be, but it doesn't have to be, okay? You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to wear a robe. You don't need to kneel at the side of your bed. You don't need to say certain words. You can do those things, but you don't have to do those certain things. Um, it's also not giving God a wish list. 
It's not like, you, how many of y'all have an Amazon wish list right now that you've sent your family for, okay, Sam in the back's got it, you got one. That you, we, We've done this with our family because, I mean, we're please don't buy our kids these things. Buy them these things because I'm going to step on them in the middle of the night and I don't want to be shouting bad words in the middle of the night. So here's what you need to buy my kids, right? Like we have, but that's not what prayer is like. You don't give God your Amazon wish list and go, all right, God, I need a job. I, I need food. I need, and he cares about those things, but that's not really what prayer is, right? Uh, it's not some, he's, God is not some sort of spiritual vending machine that we go and say, all right, I'm going to say the right words. I'm going to put my coin in the slot, and then I'm going to press the button, and I'm going to get what God uh, wants to give me. That's not how it works, okay? He's not some magic genie where we rub the lamp, and he grants us three wishes. That's not what prayer is. Prayer is also not a spiritual negotiation. Like, God, I'll never cuss again if you just do this, right? Like, God, I will never ask you for anything else again if you get this boy to recognize me, right? Like, how many of y'all ever prayed that prayer growing up? Like, God, if I'll never ask anything of you again, just do this, right? Like, we, we, it's not a spiritual negotiation. It's also not a performance, you don't have to try to impress anybody. And it's not a show to impress people. Prayer is not a lot of things that we think it is. In fact, when we look at the way Jesus lived his life, we'll discover this right here. I want you to remember this. Prayer is not just an action that you do. Prayer is a way that you live. Prayer is not just an action you do, it's a way that you lived. And when you look at the way that Jesus lives, he prioritized prayer in his life. Uh, he, he prioritized being in God's presence through prayer. And you can read it over and over and over again. Jesus, he left the crowd. He Early in the morning, he went off to pray, it says. He went by himself to pray. Alone on the mountain, he prayed. Alone at the lake. Who, who wishes they were at a lake right now? Come on. And uh, he was alone at a lake. Everyone, there's one part in scripture where every, it says, everyone was looking for Jesus, but they couldn't find him because he was praying. In fact, check this out. This slide is absurd because you can't read anything on it, and I did that on purpose. This is every instance where Jesus prayed in the Gospels, okay? There's a, I don't know how many of them, there's probably, you know, 40 on here, maybe a little bit less than that, but it's a lot of times Jesus prayed at his baptism. Uh, he, I'm not going to go through all these. He prayed before walking on water. Did y'all know that? Some of y'all might need to pray and go try that out at the lake a little bit later, all right? Uh, he prayed before feeding the 4,000. He prayed before, uh, before Peter called Jesus the Christ. He prayed at the transfiguration. He prayed for little children. He prayed at the Lord's Supper. He, he prayed for himself, his disciples, and all the believers before heading to Gethsemane. He prayed after being nailed to the cross. He prayed while dying on the cross. He prayed dying his last breath. He prayed, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. He illustrated to us that prayer isn't just an action that you do. Prayer is a way that you live. And if we're going to live the way that Jesus lives, we have to do the things that Jesus did. Prayer isn't just an action you do. Prayer is a way that you live. But some people, in this room even, you're too busy. You think, I don't have time to pray because you have this idea of what prayer is. 
and you're thinking, I don't have time to wake up an hour before I need to get ready for the day and sit down and pray and do all this stuff. And there's so much on my plate. I have so much to do. I don't have time to just take and, and give. I don't have an hour. I don't have 30 minutes a day to pray. And I would just simply tell you this, okay? And I'm not telling you that you have to pray for an hour a day. I'm not saying that. But I would tell you this. You don't have time not to pray. Like, I don't know if you've realized this, and I'm just, as your pastor, I want to I help you a little bit. I don't know if you realize, if you're a person that doesn't pray in this room, I don't know if you realize how bad the world is, how bad your life is without God. Like, stuff does not get more, it doesn't get easier the older you get. Things get more complicated. The world's not getting better. It's going to get worse. It's going to keep getting worse until Jesus comes back. Uh, there's stuff out there. That it's, it's almost impossible to live at peace and to have joy while you, like, and not pray. Does that make sense? Like, the only way to get peace, the only way to get joy is to pray. There's so much division. There's so much relational stress, financial stress, temptations, complicated decisions, complicated relationships. Like, you need to pray. I don't think I have to convince you. Like, there's a need to pray. But as a follower of Jesus, I know this. I live in this world. You live in this world. But you're not of this world. You're not from this world. And so if I want to be effective in this world, I need to disconnect from this world. And I need to spend time with the only one who will last forever. If I want to be effective in this world, I need to disconnect from this world. And the way that you can disconnect from this world at any moment is through prayer. Prayer isn't just a momentary action. It's so much more than that. And when you look at the way that Jesus lived, you begin to notice that it wasn't something that he just did. It was a way that he lived his life. And I want to read you a passage of scripture out of the message translation. And uh, it's not a translation, it's a paraphrase. And this is uh, a guy named Eugene Peterson. He wrote a version of the Bible that paraphrased what the Bible was trying to say. And I love what it says in Matthew chapter 6. It says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. Listen, Jesus found a secluded place. Y'all say secluded place. And I would encourage you to do the same. Now listen, this is gonna sound impossible for some of you, but I want you to listen to me. Get alone. Block out the noise, okay? Eliminate the distractions, don't bring your phone. Don't check Instagram. Don't look at text messages. Uh, get off the conspiracy theory video for a second, right? Like, let's be alone in God's presence and just be still. Just like this. Be still. You know, intimacy is never accidental. It's always intentional. It's a, any close relationship you have in your life with your spouse, with a kid, with a friend, like that doesn't happen without spending intentional time with that person. 
It doesn't happen without you being alone with that person and, and getting to know that person and, and, and to, to block out some time and to be with that person. And it's never, and intimacy is never accidental. That's why it's so important for you to have a place where you can pray, to have a place where you can kind of pull back and you can be only with God and spend time with God so you can start developing that intimacy. Now, how many people in here have ever seen a magic show? Come on. I love magic shows. In fact, a little bit over a year ago, we had uh, uh, Steve, Stephen Bargatze come to the church. How many of y'all were there for that? It was awesome. And I'm telling you, he did a magic show. It was on Christmas, or sorry, Christmas. Halloween, very different. Halloween night, we did it at the church, at the other church we used to meet at, and he was amazing. And if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen a magician pull a dove out of thin air before or out of a hat or anything, have you ever seen that before? It's crazy. It's like there's a living animal that they just pulled out of nowhere and it like flies away. And uh, and doves are kind of crazy. Doves uh, are actually really interesting. And one of the stories in the Bible actually centers around a dove. And when Jesus gets baptized, it says this. It says, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens opened up. Can you imagine being here? The heavens opened up. And he, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, right? And it settled on him. And a voice of heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. And it says, the Holy Spirit came down from heaven and it landed on Jesus. Can you imagine like a bird coming from nowhere out of heaven? The heavens open up and this bird comes down. And all of a sudden you hear a voice. I mean, I would be freaking out a little bit, but then this little dove comes and he lands on Jesus. Here's something to know about. I'm going to give you a little magician secret, okay? Here's what magicians know about doves that you and I don't know about doves. Doves won't settle. They won't land on something unless it's still. That's why you never see a dove on a moving train. You've never seen a dove on the hood of your car, right? Why? Because they only, they only land on something that's still. Some of us were missing out on the power of the Holy Spirit because we're not being still. We're not letting the Holy Spirit get a hold of us. We're not still long enough. We're not quiet long enough. We're, we're, not, we're not alone enough to let the Holy Spirit settle on us. I think it's time today to maybe start a new habit to just get a couple minutes. Moms that stay at home with your kids, I know the struggle, okay? Lock yourself in the bathroom. I'm not joking. Now, they're going to pass notes under the thing, and their little hands are going to come up. Take two minutes. Something, right? Like put the AirPods in, turn on mute. Husbands, help your wives out with this, and just be alone with God for a couple of minutes a day, and I promise you, the Holy Spirit's going to start to settle on you a little bit. But but what do I pray about? Like, have you ever had that thought? Like, I know I need to pray, but I don't really know what to pray about. Well, I'm going to help you, okay? The answer to that question, what do I pray about? It's super easy, and I want to let you know, pray about whatever you care about. I'm going to say it again. Pray about whatever you care about, whatever's on your mind, whatever you're excited about, whatever questions you have, whatever you're burdened with, whatever it is, if you care about it, pray about it, okay? If you pray about it, or if you care about it, pray about it. Pray about those things. The Bible says this in Philippians, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I want y'all to hear me. 
Because some of you have things in your life that you don't want to give to God. You have things in your life that you're like, I don't even know if I could say this. This is on my heart. I don't even know uh, how I can even verbalize this. Let me, let me say something. If it's on your heart, or if it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. If it's on your mind, guess what? God cares about it. It's on his heart. He wants you to talk to him about those things. Talk to God like you're talking to a close friend. And because, guess what? God is your friend. Talk to God like you would talk to your close friends. If you have questions, ask him. If you're mad, tell him. If you're hurting, let him know. He can handle all of these things. But if it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. That's what you should be praying about. Well, Clint, I don't know the right words. There are no right words. The, the, the worst way to pray is just to not pray at all. So if you're saying anything to God, you're already doing better. Just pray what's on your, whatever you care about. Pray what's on your mind. But why is it still that so many of us struggle to pray? We still struggle to do this, and I think I have an answer. I, was, I would say because many of us tend to compartmentalize our lives. All right, how many dudes are in here? Come on, raise your hand if you're a dude. Don't be ashamed. Come on. You're really bad at this, okay? I am too. We compartmentalize everything. Women are a little bit better. They, they can kind of flow in and out of things. Women can get an amen from somebody, right? Like you can do this, but men, we're like compartmentalized. This is this. This is this. I'm like a caveman. I can't do more than one thing at a time, right? And, uh, and I have an illustration to kind of show you this a little bit. How many of you grew up in the 80s when the TV dinner was like at its craze? Come on. Somebody raise your hand. How many of y'all have ever eaten one of these before? Don't be ashamed. Okay, now look, I'm going to take this down the aisle. If it feeds back, I'm sorry, okay? But look, we got a little compartment for veggies. You want to take a guess of what this meat is right here? You want to take a guess? You want to take a bite? Take a bite. It's a riblet. You were right. Look at that. It's like a McRib. Look at this. You got to, I took a little bite of the brownie, but look at this little brownie right here. We got, we got the veggies. We got to have the veggies in the Hungry Man, right? Which uh, Sam pointed out, that's a little sexist now. Hungry Man. Hungry individual is what they should call it now. But look, we got the mystery meat. It's orange. Have you ever seen an orange meat before? Look at this right here. You want a bite? Take a bite. You sure? You want to take a bite right here? You want a bite? My pleasure. Come on. You sure? Okay. Listen, we got, listen, I love these. And uh, I actually, I haven't had one of these in many, many years. But, uh. But you look at this, and it's funny because, and I actually couldn't find one that was more compartmentalized than this, but look, you have your space for your veggies. You have your space for your potatoes and gravy and the, whatever this is. Look at this right here, guys. Not bad. It tastes like a McRib. It does. Hard to get down. All right. Uh, Woo. And then we got, who wants the brownie? Anybody want the brownie? Look at this brownie. Looks pretty good. Okay, Harrison, come on, baby. Take the brownie. This is your payment today, okay? Oh, it's for your wife. You just threw her under the bus in front of everybody. This isn't for me, I swear. You know how many times I've said that at a buffet line, right? It's for my uh, my wife. She's here. Uh, but... We're, it's everything in here is in its own compartment, right? Like we have our thing, the meats and the potatoes and the gravy. We have our veggies. We have the brown. Is the brownie good? Nope. Okay. She's leaving. Uh, but we got the brownie compartment and nothing touches, 
right? Like none of this stuff touches. But we tend to treat our lives a lot like this TV dinner. That you got your work life, you got your family life, you got your weekend life, you got your church life with God in it, you got your friend life, you got your wife, your life with your spouse. Like you have all these different parts of your life and none of them touch. But I want to tell you, God doesn't want to just be a part of your life. He doesn't want to be just a compartment in your life. God is your life. And so many of us struggle to pray because we've compartmentalized our lives and to go, well, I only pray at church. I only pray when the pastor texts me. I only say this stuff when I'm at small group. No, no, no. God is your life. He is your life. And so we don't need to compartmentalize that part of our life. It needs to seep into everything in our lives. God doesn't want to be just one of these compartments. He doesn't want to be just one of these sections. He wants to be all of your life. He doesn't want just five minutes in the morning. He, I just made him cry. I'm sorry, I got a little loud. He doesn't want to be five minutes in the morning and then never, you don't see him till tomorrow. That's not what God wants. That's not what builds intimacy. You know, God promised you that he's always with you. Listen to me. He's always with you. How many of us would live differently if we truly got a hold of that truth? If we truly understood that God is always with me. He's always with you. And because he's always with you, prayer isn't just an action you do. Prayer is a way that you live. Y'all sick of hearing me say that yet? I'm going to say it about 15 more times. Y'all get ready, okay? Prayer isn't just an action you do. Prayer is a way that you live. I want to share with you a verse. It's so short, you can memorize it right now. How many of y'all want to memorize a verse that's not Jesus wept, but it's really short? Come on, raise your hand. All right, put it up here, babe. I can't say babe any other time. Come on, babe. And I put it in three different translations. We got the New Living Translation. It says, never stop praying. Y'all say that with me. Never stop praying. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. That's great. Now let's say it in the NIV. Pray continually, like you mean it. Pray continually. And let's do it in the old KJV, baby. Come on. Pray without ceasing. All these verses you can memorize right now. Pray continually. Never stop praying. Pray without ceasing. If you're going to live the way that Jesus lived, you have to pray like Jesus prayed. Never, you can leave that up, babe. Pray without ceasing. And some of you, that might give you some shame. That might give you a little guilt because you're like, I think that's impossible. Like you can't pray without ceasing. Like that's kind of crazy. And it's not impossible. I want to remind you, prayer is not just an action that you do. Prayer is a way that you live. Prayer is not just an action you do. Prayer is a way that you live. Prayer is more than just talking to God. It is that. Prayer is more than just uh, hearing God. Prayer is also an ongoing awareness that God is with you. He's always here to ongoing awareness that, that, that he's here. He's here right now. Prayer is way more than just saying words. Prayer is getting alone with God. But it's not only that. Prayer is talking to God, but it's more than that. Prayer is living in God's presence. Prayer is experiencing God's grace. 
Prayer is hearing his whisper. Prayer is experiencing God's peace. Prayer isn't just getting God to do what you want. It's aligning your will with his will. And when you walk with God in prayer, you see him guiding you and your decisions all of a sudden become easier. And all of a sudden you get a little clearer picture of how you should treat your kids and your spouse and what you should do at work and, and what jobs should you apply for. The more you pray, the more you start to align with what God has for you and it becomes easier to walk with God. That's why it's so important to pray without ceasing. But to be honest with you, I felt like a failure in this area for a lot of my life. And, and I'm a pastor, okay? I felt like a failure in this because I, I'm the one that should be jumping with joy when we're like, hey, let's have a prayer meeting. But I'm not. It's hard for me to do that sometimes. But I've had to learn that praying without ceasing doesn't mean that we never stop praying. That's not, it doesn't mean that you should just lock yourself in your prayer closet and never see the light of day again and just pray, pray, pray until you die, right? That's just not what it's talking about. It just means that we always have to recognize that we're in the presence of God. And when we need him, he's there. Right now, he's here. And when you need him, he's there. Max Lucado talked about giving God your thoughts. And he talks about giving God four different kinds of thoughts. First one is this, it's your waking thoughts. Here's how you pray without ceasing. Give him your waking thoughts. When you wake up, God, good morning. Thank you for waking me up today. I'm excited for today. I'm gonna rejoice and be glad today. I'm looking forward to today. God, help me see you today in everything that I do your waking thoughts. Second one is your waiting thoughts. Talk to God about what you're waiting for. That call back from the job you applied for, right? Praying for that breakthrough you're looking for, that provision that you need, the things that you're waiting on, pray about those. Then the whispering thoughts. God, would you help me before this tough conversation I have to have? God, God would you help me before this presentation at work? God, would you help me before I send this text message that is, I'm kind of mad when I'm typing it, right? God, would you help me? God, would you help me connect with my 16-year-old? Like, help me connect with my kids that have left the house. God, help me love my husband better. God, help me serve my wife. Those whispering thoughts, those thoughts that are just small in your head. So you're gonna give them your waking thoughts, your waiting thoughts, your whispering thoughts. The last one is your waning thoughts. At the end of the day, give them your waning thoughts. Like, God, here's where I saw you today. God, here's where I'm thankful for you today. And listen to me. And before you go to sleep, give God the things that could keep you up. Those things that you're thinking about that are gonna keep you up, give them to him and trust him with the results. Listen, prayer isn't just an action you do. Prayer is a way that you live. Always recognizing, God, you're with me. You're with me right now. In this argument I'm having with my spouse, you're with me. As I'm driving through rush hour traffic to get to downtown Nashville, Lord, please be with me, right? And be with them as well, right? It's okay to pray that. I did that twice on Tuesday, and I'll never do it again. Lord, help me as I prepare for this message. 
Lord, I pray that before I go to this person's house for Christmas party, help me have patience. Help me have grace. Help me have understanding. God, when my kids are freaking out and they're fighting and they're, they're losing their minds, which I think everybody's kids are doing right now, maybe it's just ours, but help me be a graceful parent. Help me have wisdom. Help me not act out in anger. God, help me. He's there. Prayer isn't just an action you do. It's a, it's a way that you live. It says this in 1 John. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. Listen to this. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked, him, asked of him. It says this in Philippians. We, we, we said this a little earlier. Do not be anxious about anything, but instead... In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The more you walk with God in prayer, the more you begin to recognize His work in your life. The more you begin to experience that peace. And when you begin to live that way, you aren't just learning the truth that Jesus taught, you're living the way that Jesus lived. Prayer has to be a foundational thing in your life. Prayer has to be a way that you live your life if you're gonna live the way that Jesus lived. That is the way to peace. That is the way to a peace that transcends everything. That is the way that you build intimacy with God. That is the way that you you continually live in the fruit of the Spirit. That's how your life begins to change as you begin to pray. Recognize that God's right here all the time. He's waiting. He's begging you to come to Him. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up here. We're going to end with a song today. And we're going to have a time of response today. We did this a few weeks ago, and we're going to do it again today. We're going to sing a song, and uh, before we sing the song, we're just going to have some space where you can just kind of breathe for a second. And here's what I want. If you need prayer today, we're going to make ourselves available. I'm going to be in the back, Miss Kim, if you can get in the back. Uh, we're going to pray. Ryan and Jess, thank you all for coming. Y'all head in the back. Y'all can, they can pray for you as well. And we just want to pray for you. Maybe there's a need where you, you, you would be honest and say, I've lost faith. Go get prayer. And when this song starts, be back there. Don't stop. No one, who cares what people think of you, right? Let's just go back and get, maybe you and your spouse need to go get some prayer. That's okay. It's a time to, this is the time to do it. Maybe during this response time, you just need to sit and just breathe for a second and receive what the Holy Spirit's speaking to you right now. Maybe you need to sing. Maybe that's your response. Maybe you need to stand and sing. Maybe you need to, to sit and sing. Whatever you need to do. This space is free for you to do that. But I, it would be our honor to pray for you. If you need help today, if you need some prayer, don't let pride keep you from getting prayer right now. Don't let it. Because that's what's going to happen is the, the devil is going to tell you like, eh, you're, you're like kind of in a weird spot in the aisle. Like, do I need to really get out and ask them to move? Yes, you do. Yes. Who cares? Let's get out. Let's get some prayer today because I think God wants to meet you right now. But maybe some of you, you need to just sit in your seat and you need to pray. We're doing a great song. It's called Make Room.
And I think all of us need to make a little room today for what God has for us. So I'm going to pray. Then I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to sing. Y'all can go ahead and come on up, uh, worship team. And uh, once I'm done praying, we're going we're gonna to start this song. And as this song starts, if you need prayer, we'll be in the back. We'll be waiting for you. Uh, we'll be love to pray for you. So God, would you just meet us in this place right now? Would you meet us in this place right now? God, would you give us boldness and confidence to get out and get prayer if we need it? God, I pray you would help this part of our lives. I pray that you would help us become people that pray without ceasing. Help us become people that pray continually. Help us understand that you are always with us. You're ready. You're there. You're just waiting to help us. And so, God, I pray that we would recognize that today. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So you respond however you need to respond. We're, I'm going to head to the back, and I'd love to pray for you. Ron and Jess would love to pray with you. Miss Kim would love to pray for you. And uh, please, don't let this time go by without you doing business with God today.